My 7 Chakras, episode 187. Thoughts repeated regularly and systematically sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, and you are back to the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find authentic happiness. And before we dive right into the action, let's listen to our latest iTunes review written by Jessica, who writes, It's been almost two months since I began improving my lifestyle and meditating. I started looking into alternative healing because, of course, the brain always wants to learn more and learn better ways to improve ourselves. I came across My 7 Chakras approximately two weeks ago, and I'm so grateful for such an amazingly well-put-together podcast. Like all good things, there are days when I begin to doubt myself and doubt my new lifestyle, but AJ and the different people that he interviews always help me out of that hole. AJ, I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing here. I love all your episodes. I listen in the morning while getting ready in my car when I go for walks. I'm working my way down the list on episode 130 and every single one has helped me get to this beautiful place in my life right now. Keep up the phenomenal work. So Jessica, thank you so much for this detailed review and I'm so happy that you are in a beautiful place in your life right now and you really deserve it. Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views, thoughts and experiences in the form of an iTunes review. If you've never written a review before, it's super simple. Uh, if you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit review and then hit write a review. You can also jump to this link directly, which will take you to the iTunes review page. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Action Taker, I each and every review so help me help you and with that out of the way i'm excited to bring you our featured guest for today dan lafave so dan are you ready to inspire absolutely aj that is amazing so dan lafave is co-author of stepping stones to success and specializes in teaching methods of using the power of our minds to get the things we love most in life he says that we are either using our minds to prosper or poison our potential so Dan, it's so great to have you on our show today. Before we move on, take a few minutes to tell us a bit more about your story. Well, you know, uh, I've been studying personal development for quite some time, but, um, you know, it, it it probably took about 20 years for it to come to the point where I am right now. But um, uh, I, ju- I just love uh, the fact that we have so much power in our hands, in our minds. You know, we, we have so much potential. And, uh, and and it all comes down to how we use that mental faculty. If we think of our mind like a computer, it's just a matter of programming it. And uh, if it's been programmed in a wrong way, well, we know that we can re we can reprogram it because we have a conscious mind. So, um, you know, so my uh, my passion is is uh, in personal growth and personal development, and uh, I just I just love it and absorb it, and uh, I can't get enough. But uh, uh, teaching it uh, and and uh, researching and testing, I'm I'm a consummate experiment and I'm a thought experimenter. I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll test things out for. Uh, 
days, months, years on end <laughs> until I uh, until I get to the results I'm looking for. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to learning about some of the experiments that you do. Uh, Action Tribe, like we are learning today, it's just a matter of programming your mind towards wherever you want to reach. So, Dan, thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, and let's begin today's show with some words of inspiration. My question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply in your day-to-day life yeah the uh, my favorite one is thoughts repeated regularly and systematically sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual and uh and i put that to practice every single day uh, i don't necessarily want to uh, bog people down with with the, the kind of practices that i do but uh you know every basically available moment that i have uh whereas you know kind of free free uh, mental time where I can do some, do some affirmations or something like that, I am practicing that. I am planting thoughts into my mind on a consistent basis because I know the value of that. And, um, you know, even uh, to the extent that, you know, I'll write things uh, around my house, uh, dry erase markers on mirrors in the bathroom, you know, you just, you can't get enough, feed your mind. And that's, that's the whole idea. Thoughts repeated regularly and systematically will sink into the subconscious mind if you keep planting them. Love that. Thoughts repeated regularly sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual. Action Tribe, repetition is key here. Whether it's something that you're doing consciously like affirmations or whether it's something that is done to you unconsciously and that becomes habitual. So love that quote. Thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, let's dive in. Uh, My question is, uh, what inspired you to write your book, Stepping Stones to Success? Well, you know, again, I want to share my message i want to share my perspective on things and and everybody's is different but uh you know i i started off with napoleon hill when i was 26 and uh and then i read you know wayne dyer and eckhart tolle i've been studying and researching the you know the thought leaders that have kind of uh, charted the path ahead of me and um when it came to the book uh, it, that actually happened very naturally uh, i attended an event and i uh, i saw the book uh, or i saw a book at the event with uh, a woman's face on it and, and a number of other famous authors and i thought well that's pretty interesting and uh, throughout the event i ended up meeting the woman and i ended up uh, interacting with her uh, because of there were there were some exercises and uh, you know, it led me to having a conversation with her and then she introduced me to the publisher and uh, we went from there. But uh, it wasn't something I was actually seeking out, but definitely uh, what's important to me and what's important to, uh, for everybody to know is that I wanted to share my message. And now that I have a book and I'm published and I'm, I'm alongside Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, Dennis Waitley, it, it makes a huge difference. And uh, it allows me to, uh, to spread my word and my message uh, even greater because what I'm talking about is not taught in schools or pretty much anywhere else. Wonderful. So it seems like uh, you mentioned it wasn't something that you were actively seeking out, but it seems like you put yourself in a position or in a place so that the universe uh, could help you. Is that correct? Because you went to the event, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, yes, you know, I was completely open-minded. In fact, going back even before then, Bob Proctor was uh, one of my mentors. So I, I worked with him mm. uh, alongside him, got certified with him and, and his company. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I learned everything I could from him. But even that step there was kind of a, a major step for me. And and I had to, I had to invest. I had to invest about $20,000 just to learn and wow. uh, certified. But uh uh, and it was at a tough time, you know, I was fired from a job and I <laughs> didn't have any income, but I, I just, I felt it in my heart and my bones and I just knew, you know, I had to take the step. And so, yeah, everything that came after that was, uh, you know, kind of scary, I guess, in a way and uncertain, but, uh, I just kept stepping forward. Lovely. So could you talk to us about the relationship between success and our mindset? Well, absolutely. I mean, well, here's the thing, here's the basis of what we're all talking about here is that, you know, we can't stop thinking. We are thinking beings. 
So we're thinking no matter what. And, you know, we might say, well, when we go to sleep, we're not thinking. But, you know, in a way we are. Our subconscious mind is bringing up all the experiences and memories that we've had. So there's constant thinking going on. But it's about controlling that. So, you know, what what is it what, what does it take to become successful uh well if you think like a successful person you control your thoughts and your words like a successful person does or or you let's say you align them and you direct them versus controlling let's say you know then you will have success there's there's a path to success we know that there is one everybody takes a different one but we have lots of experiences uh, you know from others that have succeeded before us. So why not just use mm-hmm. their practices? Don't reinvent things. Just follow what they did. Look what they do and, and choose what you like and put that into practice. Uh, there's, there's no question about it that uh, if, if you have control over your thoughts and your words, that you will plant seeds in your mind if you intentionally do it and give them attention. And once you give them enough attention, guess what? There's alignment. That's that's all it is. Once you're aligned in life, success and everything else just comes naturally. Wonderful. So there you go, Action Tribe. We can't stop thinking. We're also always thinking about something or the other, whether it's consciously or subconsciously while you're asleep. The question is, can you control your thoughts? So diving deeper, uh, Dan, what is a poverty mindset and how is that different from a rich mindset? Well, I mean, there, there are two different trains of thought. You know, one mm-hmm. produces prosperity and one, the other one produces poverty. And, um, you know, poverty mindset is, uh, is one that, you know, thinks about the, the negative aspects and, and the lack and limitations and so on. Uh, you know, and, and it could happen very, very subtly, even when shopping. You know, if we look at the price tag of something and it seems like it's more than our typical price range, what happens? You know, a flood of thoughts come from our subconscious mind, which is basically thoughts that have been planted. You know, maybe there's not enough or you you have to, uh, you know, you have to be at a certain level of income in order to afford certain things or whatever the thought Mm -hmm. might be. And, And, you know, if those thoughts flood your conscious mind and cause you to think, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't buy this. I'll look for something cheaper. You know, that's a poverty mindset versus a a prosperity mindset, which would look at something and say, you know, a piece of like a garment, let's say a clothing and say, okay, yeah, that price, you know, $90 or a hundred dollars or whatever it is, you know, do I want it? Do I really want it? Is it something I'm going to love and really enjoy? Okay. Well then invest in it. That's it. It's an Mm. investment. And versus spending money and saying, okay, that's lost, that's gone, and I'm I'm losing out here. Got it. So you, uh, my question is, how did you first stumble upon these concepts? And how did these concepts really impact your life? Well, you know, again, I, I, started, writing, I started studying different folks. In fact, I still yeah. have uh, Wayne Dyer's book, um, Manifest Your Destiny. I don't know how that came into my hands, but it was something that caught my attention. And I read it. I didn't really study it, but I put it into practice. I was writing affirmations in my 20s. I just started doing things just because I, I felt there was value in it. And, uh, and the, you know, the next greatest book I had was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And that book, I didn't even really study either. I just read it and I put into practice some of the things, um, you know, but uh, but today I have read it. I've read it, you know, uh, and studied it really in detail because I think there's a lot of value in it. Um, but, uh, you know, the the thing that uh, that caught my attention is that we have the power to control our lives. And that yep. mattered to me at a younger age. I wanted to. I wanted to have this, you know, this power, you know, and, and I have this innate thing inside of me too, like that I'm, uh, I'm a leader. 
And it almost seems like I almost end up in leadership roles almost every time, even if I'm sitting there quietly. So, um, so you know, I recognize that after a, a certain point in my life, too. So I realize, okay, well, if I'm going to be a leader, then I, I should really, you know, study what the leaders do and do what the leaders do. And, um, you know, so I, I just kept going down that path, studying and researching and testing and trying things and, uh, and evolving. And, um, you know, it, it helped me tremendously and in, in even corporate and in, in when I had a job, you know, it helped me tremendously because I used a lot of the things I learned to coordinate the kind of the, the people that I was working with. And, you know, I, I was given senior management roles when I didn't even have a degree or any accreditations or anything, nothing <laughs> to support mm. why I should be in that role. But because I, I had a mindset uh, for achieving things and, and producing, um, I was always uh, given these these roles and uh, and these responsibilities got it so what i caught on uh, in terms of what you were saying is that you have this deep rooted mindset that you are a leader and so naturally you must hang out and learn from and get mentored by other leaders as well which you have done and a while back you spoke about the idea of planting seeds towards transforming our mindset what are some different ways in which successful people go about doing this well you know, there's uh, there's definitely um, uh, certain practices, and, and at the beginning of the day is is one of the best times. Beginning of the day, end of the day, those are those are or when we're going off to sleep, those are best times to plant seeds. And I'll explain why. Um, you know, the, the conscious mind is what we operate on a daily basis, and it's hardwired mm. to our senses. So, you know, we're taking in information through our senses. We're and then our memory, our, our subconscious mind is bringing up experiences that relate to the things we're seeing and doing, and then we act. We act. Accordingly. So, uh, so the, here's the thing, you know, if, uh, if, if we're going to plant seeds in our mind, we have to get to that deeper subconscious mind. So it's about controlling conscious thoughts, uh, you know, taking, taking, uh, you know, your morning time to plant some seeds in your mind before you get your day started and, and get caught up in the world of, you know, business or whatever you're doing. And, uh, you know, and, and also, and, and the other thing I want to mention too, is when you just wake up, you're coming out of that unconscious state your subconscious mind is still open. You can still kind of talk to it. You can, you can have little conversations with it or plant little seeds there. But also when you're going off to sleep, the same thing. You're going to go into that unconscious state and you can just softly think thoughts. Uh, you, know, you can even just say the words, I am you know, healthy, I am happy, I am wealthy, I'm abundant, whatever it might be, whatever words resonate with you. But as you're just drifting off, just say those things. And guess what? Your subconscious mind is going to reproduce them maybe in your dreams and also in your life. So uh, that's that's one of the greatest ways to to get down to that deeper level and uh, and communicate you know with with basically the the thing that controls us the most. You know what our subconscious mind research has shown that about ninety six to ninety eight percent of our results, behaviors, and actions come out of our subconscious mind. Only two to four percent are conscious. And you know, mm-hmm. knowing that, you, you would think, okay, well, wait a second, that's my hard drive. I better work with my hard drive a little better and you know, and get my conscious mind aligned so that I can plant the proper seeds that are going to produce the kind of lifestyle that I envision, you know, the, you know, the success or whatever it is, you know, something, something is planted inside of us. I feel that, you know, we have like a sort of a, uh, a seed planted inside of us, a true aim in life. And, and, you know, we want to live that out. And, And if we can do that at our best, then we feel good more often. If we feel good, we are, you know, we're, we're in a good state of mind. Um, we go around our, our, our world and our life thinking about things positively and feeling good and enjoying life. And, and honestly, I think that's what everybody should have, a full and happy life. Uh, Napoleon Hill said it, and I agree with him. I just think that you know we, we don't take charge often enough. 
and uh, and plant those seeds. And and so anyway, that, that morning success ritual and and also the evening practice, awesome. But also any free moment that we have, we're driving our car, when we're going to the washroom, when we're walking from one place to another, those are gaps of time where you can mm-hmm. plant seeds in your mind just to affirm something, think something. Maybe you're looking around your world. Oh, I love that tree. I love that look. I love that house. Put your attention on things that you love. And guess what? Those will be more dominant in your mind. Your subconscious is recording that all the time. It's a recording machine and it's recording and it responds and reciprocates, magnifies, multiplies. So, you know, why not think about all the things you love and that you want and you enjoy and make you feel good? That is amazing. Action Tribe, when you just wake up and the moment before you're going to sleep, those are the moments when you are drifting into your subconscious mind. What you see, what you feel, or what you believe during these moments becomes your dominant thought of your subconscious mind. So make sure that you're conscious of this. Make sure that you plant seeds uh, whenever you have a moment uh, so that you are in control of what your subconscious mind is thinking. So, And just add one thing too as well. Yeah, please. If there's ever a challenge you have in your life, we won't say a problem because problems have different contexts, right? I mean, if you're asking for a solution and seeking an answer, that's different from having a problem and needing an ans- needing a solution, right? Right. So, yeah, let's say, you know, you have a challenge, then ask the question, but ask it to your subconscious mind. Ask the question, drift off to sleep and expect that you'll have the answer in the morning. And um, and nine times out of 10, it works. And if you, if it doesn't work the first few times, just keep doing it. Our intuition doesn't lie. You know, we, we ask for things, we pray for things and and the answer comes and we can ask our subconscious mind for that support because it is supporting our life at all times. Our heart doesn't stop because our subconscious keeps it going. Same thing with our breathing and everything else. All of our organs and, and internal me- internal mechanics are running because our subconscious mind keeps it going. Got it. Now, Dan, you talk about the idea of succeeding with less struggle. So what do you mean exactly by that? And why is struggling uh, bad for success? Well, I don't know that it's bad. I mean, I think I think that struggle is, is almost a necessity. Um, but uh, but here's the thing, you know, when we're str- when we are struggling, though, if we really struggle with it, like we resist it and we challenge it and we fight it, that's what keeps the struggle keeps us in struggle. So uh, struggling is, is OK. But as long as we flip the switch, as long as you say, all right, I see I'm in the struggle here. <laughs> this is a, this is a tough time or I'm perceiving this tough time. But you know what? If I can just switch things, if I can switch my mind and just focus on what I want, because if we give attention to the problems and struggle and strife, then that's what becomes dominant. Like you were saying, dominant thoughts, right? I mean, so so yeah. think about the things that are going to produce what we want. And sometimes it's difficult, though, because, you know, the, the subconscious mind has all these memories and experiences. And if it floods our, our conscious mind with all of that, sometimes it just takes over and we're not even thinking. We're just in reaction mode. So mm-hmm. the more we can tune into that and become more aware and and, and understand ourselves, if we can understand ourselves at a high level and become more aware, then that's where we can make that shift. And it could be a very subtle shift, but as soon as we make it and then we start getting some leverage, and once we go beyond like the 50% mark, then we have a lot of leverage. Then we can kind of really turn it up and say, okay, now I've, I've grasped it. I've figured it out. I've figured out my internal processes, my thought processes. I figured out my mental science here. I understand a little bit better. And now I can coordinate it. I can direct it. And then we can channel our thoughts. And 
look around our world and see how that's being reflected back because our world is reflecting back to us our thoughts i mean we can't deny that our our life isn't the culmination of our thoughts up to this very moment we just we can't dispute that (laughs) i I haven't anybody nobody has been able to to argue that with me yet but um anyway i think that uh, we we have to realize that we are we are our thoughts. We Our thoughts become our destiny, in, in essence. Got it. So it seems like there are two levels of struggle, right? Like you mentioned, struggle isn't necessarily bad for success. But if you're struggling and you are noticing a lot of resistance, that's when you need to flip a switch, so to speak. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, flipping the switch at any point in time matters. But let's say if we can, if we can recognize we're in struggle and stop getting upset and angry. I mean, because those are low-frequency thoughts, right? Anger denial frustration you know it keeps us in it there's actually a, a something called victim loop which i think you know once we deny and we get angry and frustrated and, and 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 you know we get caught in that loop and if we're stuck in that loop well how do you get out well you have to you know start looking at other options you have to have more awareness you have to have develop some accountability or commitment or something and and start building something different different train of thought but as soon as you switch it the faster you switch it the better because you know if we're planting seeds and we're planting seeds of struggle and resistance and strife and anger and everything well that's going to grow because it magnifies and multiplies the universal mind magnifies and multiplies in my opinion and so does our subconscious so you know we're, we're really caught between a rock and a hard place if we don't get out of it sooner and uh, but you know the sooner we become more aware and understand ourselves and start shifting that, then we can start recognizing how things are different for us. You know, change the way you see things and change and things you see will change according to Wayne Dyer, right? So yeah. it's very, very simple thought process, but doing it is the work. It takes strong willpower. Really, really strong. So let's say a person uh, listening to the show right now wants to do something about uh, her limited mindset or poverty mindset. What is that first step towards changing that? Well, I think the the first step is understanding uh, um, what the thoughts are around that poverty mindset. And uh, the easiest way is to get it out of your head. Uh, You know, so write it down. Just write it down. Uh, you know, get go in a quiet place where you don't not going to be interrupted by children or family or, or anybody and noise or distractions of any kind, and just just start writing down. Or when they come to mind, write them down. Have a journal or something where you write them down, and uh, and you can ask yourself some questions. You can ask, you know, is that really true? You know, <laughs> is that is it possible to change that? And you know, just asking some questions will help. I think uh, make that shift. But also, if you don't want those anymore, there's a great practice you can do what mm-hmm. Maxwell Maltz suggested. Take that thought, write it down burn it shred it but don't burn it and shred it and say you know get get out of here i hate you <laughs> just burn it and shred it and give thanks for it thank it for coming because it taught you something see there's contrast there's contrast right there's there's a contrast between poverty mindset and prosperity mindset yeah we need that contrast because otherwise you don't have gratitude and my opinion is that you know life is is like a circuit and, and if you don't have gratitude then you're not participating in the circuit and you don't keep it going it doesn't flow. Um, so oftentimes, you know, I, I think almost every time, is just I, I think that we have to have an experience in life where we have things the way that we don't like them so that when we do see how we like them, we can say, ah, I see how that works. I know how to get it now. And I can stay over here as long as I want, as long as I do the practices, honor myself and, and do my, you know, uh, keep planting seeds and feeding my mind and guarding my mind too, because you need to guard it from the stuff that yeah. kept you in a poverty mindset. So guard it and feed it. Uh, you know, if if we just do those things uh, on a continuous basis, then that becomes the dominant thought, the dominant way of living. And then in the back of your mind, the poverty thinking, the poverty way and everything like that, you can tell that as a story. But it's just a story. It's in the past now. Mm. And you can leave it there as long as you don't 
think and do things in a way that you did previously. Got it. Now, Dan, you're a long-distance runner. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't necessarily long-distance run anymore, but I did for a good seven years. But uh, I still okay. uh, I practice a lot of fitness, though. I, I just taught a spinning class today. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Uh, so so these practices, long-distance running or maybe spin classes, what do they do for you? Well, uh, they, they definitely spike your energy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, they're, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a test. It's a struggle. I, and I teach like that. In fact, I have people in my class that come because they see the value in struggling. And here's how I actually approach it. Um, you know, I, I say to the folks in my class, you know, here's, here's an opportunity for you to grow. And how do you grow? Well, you, you know, you struggle and, and you're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to turn up that resistance. I can't do it for you. I, I'm not going to come over and turn it up because you're probably going to slap my hand and get angry with me. <laughs> so, um, you know, so what I say to my class is that, you know, look at it from a standpoint that this is a struggle that you're fabricating. It's, it's, an un, it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary obstruction or, uh, or problem that you're creating yourself. But can you imagine the potential of that if you do that on a continuous basis, how it can help you grow? And, you know, you don't have to do it to the extent where it hurts a lot and yeah no i mean there is i can tell you right now i'm feeling some soreness but you know it's not it's not pain it's soreness um which is okay and i have a bit of a theory that you know what we're going to probably have struggles throughout our day it's just it seems seems like it's human nature um yeah but uh but i think that i I think like this like if i just had a struggle in that class maybe i avoid one later on or maybe one will come up and because of my energy level and my soreness in my body i'll be just like okay that's okay i don't need to fight that one (laughs) we'll just yeah you know let that one lie uh, but, you know, I think these classes build up your resilience, your willpower, your strength, you know, or running, you know, long distance running. Definitely. I mean, who runs 42 kilometers or even 21 <laughs> or, you know, it, it, it's it's a real str- a test of your willpower and your ability to withstand, you know, the things coming at you and, you know, maybe environment, maybe weather and rain and heat and all sorts of different factors, soreness and, and whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, you prepare for like eight months for a marathon. So, uh at that point, you you really want to do it because you've you've worked so hard. Um, but it does take a lot of commitment, and uh, you know I, I think that anybody I, I've I've met a lot of runners and I've interacted with a lot of different runners, and uh, you can see that they have a high level of commitment. They're driven, they're achievers, and um, you know I, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I ended up running in my life, and uh, it was it was a good experience. <laughs> it was a, lot of, a lot of work though. That's amazing. So it seems like it's about conditioning the mind as well as the body before a challenge arises so that you you're there already right so it seems like the military does the same thing before a war they do a lot of practices routines uh, a lot of drills just to condition themselves uh, and to be prepared for a challenge uh, so that they're ready when it happens is that, is that is that correct yeah i think so i don't know much about the military but yeah it's it's based on what you described uh, absolutely i mean if you can if you can prepare yourself like i'll tell the people that come to my spin class sometimes i'll say you know uh, think of this as training for the worst case scenario maybe a natural disaster yeah. maybe a bear in the forest maybe you just have to run everybody else and you get to live you know and you don't get carved up by a bear <laughs> you know like <laughs> i don't know but you know if you are at your best physically mentally emotionally you know you're you're going to be all right you'll probably survive and be strong got it so what caught my attention was when you said you're going to have to do it yourself and i've read that you love designing and running your own mindset experiments could you talk to us about one of your most inspiring experiments okay uh, good question yeah i do a lot of different ones but um uh well you know uh, I, I guess one that uh I, I want i want to relate one that, that'll that'll kind of make sense and and uh, you know I've, I've done some like you know for months and years but um 
you know, I, I guess one thing that I, I can mention is um, uh, doing affirmations like with repetition like you wouldn't believe. Um, so uh, at one point in time, I decided that every time I come into contact with water, whether I see it, touch it, hear it, I'm doing affirmations. And, uh, you know, at first I was a little bit, you know, up and down, but uh, over time now, it's clockwork. I could be in a public place and I'm in the washroom and I'm doing affirmations. I might do them silently, but I move my lips to them because uh, if you ever read uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy, he writes, um, he wrote The Power of the Subconscious Mind. He talks, just move your lips. It has the same power as actually saying it, uh, you know, so... Um, so that, that's that's one of the experiments I've been kind of running lately. Um, so it, and it requires you know a lot of diligence and and uh, uh, and practice. But um, you know, just it's the feeding of the mind, and I feel that there's a lot of value in that if you just continually feed your mind. It doesn't have to be you know like it, mine is about you know when I go to the washroom, it's like I'm doing these affirmations over and over and over and over again because I realize that my subconscious mind is going to hear it and it's going to respond and reciprocate. So. Um, I just I just do it without without even hesitation. Just uh, one other experiment that's aligned with the affirmations is one that I've been doing with my children for quite a few years. So if you have children, and it really doesn't matter what age they are, if, as long as they're open-minded, but uh, something I've been doing with my children is doing affirmations every single day. And uh, it's basically at the end of the day when they're going to bed. And uh, my, my, young, uh, my eldest son is nine years old now, and we've been doing it for probably about six years five, six years. And the, and the other one is six years old and he's picked up on it. The three-year-old hasn't quite clued in yet, but here's, here's the, uh, the, the benefit. I've been doing gratitudes and affirmations with them right before bedtime for years and years and years. And now I ask them to tell me what they're grateful for. And then I say, who's going to lead the affirmations? And they do them without looking at anything. It's all from memory. So I've plugged in I have prospered their mind. They can't get it out now. It's in there and it's in there for life. Well, that is such an amazing uh, family bedtime routine to have. And since you started with them as as children, uh, like you mentioned, it's become, uh, you know, second nature to them. And I can just imagine how it will be for them as they become adults and how that will transform their life. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful experiment to run. And I'm sure that many of our listeners, uh, parents would love to have the same thing the same experiment run at their homes as well. So Dan, loved the conversation that we're having and the stories that you've shared so far. Based on your experience, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? Well, I think the the key thing is is um, for, for folks to start getting what's in their mind out. Because if it's in the mind, it's in the ether. It's it's nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's everywhere and it's nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so it's to start writing down these thoughts. Write down the thoughts. And, you know, if you could just write down the thoughts, then you bring awareness to them. If you want to make two columns, write down the thoughts and then say, okay, well, what would be the thought, the opposing thought? And start thinking about that. It's about the dominant thought, right? So getting those thoughts out of our heads, that's the critical factor. And then if you'd like, get them out of your head and then thank them for coming and thank them for showing you the way and thank them for giving you the experiences you've had and the awareness and then shred them or actually burn them. And if you're going to burn them, yes, burn them outside. I'm not saying burn them in the kitchen, but, you know, (laughs) burn them someplace where you're not going to burn other things and, and dispose of them, eliminate them. You know, it's, it's something that we can do. We can take thoughts and say, okay, they're not serving me anymore. There's something better for me. And I recognize that and I want it. And, you know, so if you write that down, because here's what writing does. Writing causes 
thinking. Thinking causes feeling. Feeling causes your emotions to turn on. And then your emotions cause you to take action. That's why we make emotional decisions, right? So, so write it down. Writing causes thinking. Thinking causes feeling. Feeling causes uh, emotions. And, and emotions cause us to take action. And then as we do that, and we start making our, our dominant thoughts the things we want, guess what? Our environment will reflect that back. And then when we see more things reflecting back to us that we like, of course, we're going to stay on that train of thought and keep practicing the things, th- same things and doing the same actions. And as we give power and dominance to those thoughts, the things that are positive that we like, the other ones, by nature, are going to sort of die off. They're going to become diminished and will not control us anymore. It's about control. In the end, are thoughts controlling us or are we controlling them? Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 187. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 187. The great mistake is to anticipate the outcome of the engagement. You ought not be thinking of whether it ends in victory or defeat. Let nature take its course and your tools will strike at the right moment. This is an amazing quote by Bruce Lee. Action Tribe, it's important to set goals to understand what you're trying to achieve. But sometimes the anticipation of the perfect outcome might get you worked up, might get you stressed out and might even affect your work. Learn to enjoy the process. The very fact that you've already taken action and you're already doing something means that you've set the process in motion. Don't think about whether this will end in victory or defeat. Do the work that needs to be done and at the perfect moment, you will experience massive victory. So Dan, talk to us about a moment in your life when you came across a major life challenge. How did that come into your life in the first place? And then what steps did you take to overcome it? Well, you know, I'll talk about, I'll talk about something that I think people can relate to. Um, and, uh, you know, this challenge was actually one of a biological nature. I had a red patch on my neck that must have been about an inch or two inches in diameter. And, uh, you know, this appeared on my neck, uh, you know, and I could see it. It was very evident. A lot of people could see it, in fact. And, you know, I, I tried to uh, deal with it um, topically, you know, by putting ointments and powders or something on it. Uh, you know, I, I have the neem powder and so on from Ayurvedic doctors. And I tried all sorts of stuff. And, and people would ask me questions. Of course, they could see the powder on there or something and say, what is it? You know, what is it? And I'd be like, I don't know. And, uh, I mean, because that's my approach. I, I, I don't go to Western doctors. I don't have a family doctor. It's my, my way of doing things. I trust in Eastern medicine, I trusted my subconscious mind to heal me and take care of me. That's that's my faith. So uh, anyway, I see this thing on my neck, and then uh, you know I'm sort of uh, you know uh, aware, and I, I start researching and learning what it is. So uh, you know I don't know what it is, sorry, but I, I did research. You know what area of my body is this appearing on, and uh, I learned that you know it's the fifth chakra. It's my voice. It's my willpower. So at that point, I said, well, I guess I got to strengthen my will. I got to do something to strengthen my will. Well, it lasted for eight months. <laughs> So eight months of having that thing on my neck, which, you know, some people would have said maybe it's a cancer or something. I don't entertain that because I don't want to plant stuff in my mind that's not going to help me. So um, anyway, eight months later, overnight, it disappeared. And at that point, I, I recognized and I looked back at my life and I said, OK, yeah, I strengthen my will. I have a stronger willpower now and I'm able to move forward and I'm speaking my voice. I'm using my voice and my power. I'm sharing my message. I'm no longer quiet in the background and, and so on. And uh, and that's why it went away. Because I don't believe that anything that appears biologically on our skin or our body's disease of any kind is just because it happened. It's because mentally, emotionally, something is misaligned and uh, 
Anyway, that's how I approach uh, healing myself in any instance. So thanks a lot for sharing that story. Looking back now, in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today, based on your story? Uh, you know that uh, that we uh, we need to uh, we need to be aware, and and that we we can heal ourselves. We have we have more control than we think. We have more power than we think. So firstly, love your story. You shared that uh, a while back you had a, suddenly a red patch appeared on your neck, something that was really evident and noticeable. To to people around you and uh, because you believe in healing naturally you 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 initially tried topical ointments and you also knew that if you had to resolve this issue it would be through these natural treatments and the power of your mind uh, and after some research you found out that it would had to do with your fifth chakra or your willpower that had needs needed some work you did the work uh, but it took 8 months and uh, while that seems like a long time you did that inner work that needed to be done in your life and after that period that large red patch it just disappeared right and you realized uh, and that affirmed to you that we all have that innate power to heal and that we don't need some external uh, medicines that mostly cause side effects is that correct but but we have the power in ourselves to heal ourselves but we need to do the work so thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful story with us absolutely it's my pleasure yeah you know the the, the thing is about uh, medications my opinion is that you know we're telling our body to shut up <laughs> like right we're basically right. just saying you know uh, this is a problem we need to solve it and we need to stop it right now shut up and and that does i don't think that works our our bodies are telling us something take a break step back they're happening yeah good it's for good reason and, uh, and that's the way i approach it you know if something comes up and it's not just happening to me actually i have a, a theory that life is not happening to us life is responding to us it's always responding to us and it's up to us to be aware of that and and figure things out and go through life in a smooth and natural way. Beautiful. It sort of reminds me of that. Uh, I think it's a lobster story, because if you think about it, the lobster has a shell, and it keeps growing until that day when the shell is too small for it, and that discomfort is an indication for it to leave that shell and sort of create a new shell for itself. And so. Uh, what it does is because it's so uncomfortable in that shell, it has to leave that shell and create a brand new and much larger shell. And so sometimes, as you've suggested, discomfort and pain and challenges in our life are indications that there has to be some change. And mostly it is some inner work that you need to do in order to create that transformation in your life. So so uh, thanks a lot for sharing. And Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's session. As you head out in the world today, Take action towards your vision. Always be mindful of where you're giving away your energy and focus. Don't get too disappointed by minor failures and don't celebrate too much after minor wins because it's important to be balanced and focused and keep your mind on the task at hand because every day you're going to turn a new page as we're learning today. And most importantly, learn to be flexible so that the outside forces and factors don't affect you. Because as Bruce Lee once so eloquently said, empty your mind be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. So Dan, what is your life calling as on today? Well, definitely my life calling is, is to teach. And, um, and, it, and it's to teach personal development, the power of the mind, the science of the mind, 
you know, it's it's about how we can be in control of our lives and direct them. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, in a big, big, in a larger picture, I think that I'm here to help people evolve spiritually, to help them move up the, the ladder, the spiritual ladder of growth. Uh, because, you know, at the end of it all, when we get to the end of our life and we look back, you know, we're not going to say, you know, all the, all the uh, you know, the money and all this and everything like that. It's going to be, it's going to be about family. It's going to be about experiences and memories, really profound memories. And, uh, you know, so if we if we just looked at life like that a little more often then you know, then we would say, OK, well, you know, how how can I direct myself a little bit better here? How can I condition myself so that I'm I'm moving towards the things that I love? So I feel better most of the time, because if we feel better, guess what? You know, things get better. And, uh, you know, and so we have to work on feeling better more often. And, you know, uh, I mean, here's the thing. E- emotions are just thoughts moving through our body. Right. Things are are are, are 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 emotions moving through our body. So, you know, we have to recognize that if we are going to emote, if we're going to send signals out, we might as well send the kinds of ones that we want back, and and do it deliberately. You know, uh, it's it's uh, it's human nature to. Uh, uh, to, to have to struggle and to grow. I mean, think about nature. Nature never goes downhill. Even a tree that's sitting on the bank of a river, it comes out towards the water and then goes up, typically. You know? So nothing yeah. really grows down. You know, everything grows, nature grows up. And so do we. You know, so if we're not growing, we're kind of standing still or disintegrating. And, you know, what, and what's, what's the ultimate of disintegration or standing still and going backwards? Death. So we either, you know, living or dying. It's, it's a choice. Wonderful. So you spoke about the importance of creating memories and the fact that when you're on your deathbed, you won't really uh, think much about the things that you accumulated during your life, but about the wonderful memories that you've had because they will just flash by you. So was there ever a defining moment that really changed your life? Uh, well, there's been many, but uh, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> uh, certainly I, I think one of the more recent ones has been, um, you know, when I when I got to a point, I, I was working in a job and, and fine, I was being paid, you know, good money, you know, and, uh, you know, probably, I didn't realize it, but, you know, I was being paid the kind of money that only like 1% of Canadians make or something like that, but, uh, or a small percentage, I forget what it was. But anyway, the thing is, money, money wasn't the factor. I was disenchanted. And, you know, at that point in my life, I kept going forward on that path because I thought that was the right path. But I went from one company to another. And within three months, that's probationary period in that company, they fired me. And that was a defining moment for my life because I probably would have stayed on that path if they let me. Yeah. And they said no. And you know what? I just stepped back and I, I didn't get really offended too much, a little bit. But, you know, I, I just stepped back and I said, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I'm disenchanted. Yeah. I'm feeling the same way I was before at another company. And I, I thought I, I would be, you know, all fresh and new. But that wasn't the case. So, yeah, definitely that was a ship being fired, being kicked out, you know. And I just stepped back and then I, I started on a completely different path. I started investing in my my well being, my my purpose, and uh, and uh, you know, and it led me on a, on a kind of a weird path. I won't tell you the whole story, but I devoted six months to a business that was you know pointless. But I devoted six months to it. It took me to Salt Lake City, and a guy named Dave Blanchard. He's the CEO of Ogmandino. If you ever read Ogmandino's work, it took me to Salt Lake mm. City and to Dave's house. Not just for a coffee. I thought maybe a coffee, but Dave invited. Yeah. Me. I get to stay at his house, talk with him. He plants a seed in me that says, you know what? I think you'd make a good coach. I come back home. I ended up getting on the phone with Bob Proctor's team. And then they said, let's get Bob on the phone. 
And then, you know, so these are defining, definitely defining moments where it was like, I didn't know whether I was going the right way or not, but I was getting signs that, you know, come this way because people were saying, come, come stay at my house, come and talk to me. You know, I mean, Bob Proctor is sort of semi-celebrity. I thought, you know, he's all over the internet and Oprah and Ellen and everything, but here he is on the phone with me. So, (laughs) you know, and, uh, so yeah, I just, I just, you know, I recognized, all right. Life is more than this. Life is more than just me having a job and making payments, bills, and paying bills and so on. It's a lot more. And uh, and then I just, from then on, I, I, I don't look back and I don't look at things the way I used to. I just say, ask myself, what do I want? And keep my focus on that and just keep working towards it. And uh, and uh, life hasn't let me down yet. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the Wisdom Round. This is similar to a rapid fire round in that uh, it comprises of short, brief answers backed with some profound wisdom. So, the best advice that someone's ever given you? Uh, the best advice, uh, I'd have to say that, you know, to uh, to not make excuses, no excuses. In fact, I'll just tell you, Bob Proctor told me, you know, make he told me to make three calls a day, do three uh, three calls and, and uh, uh, strategy sessions with people per day for 30 days. No excuses. Well, mm. I, I, I was almost 100%. <laughs> I did make two excuses. Wow. But, you know, the no excuse rule works. Why? Because excuses are dominant thought. Reasons and excuses are dominant thoughts. Results and achievements and uh, moving forward are, are totally different. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think the morning success ritual is something that uh, that is one of my greatest personal habits. Uh, I didn't develop that until maybe a year or two ago, but um, but since I caught on to it, it was like I never got up at five o'clock in the morning before, but after I saw a video on it, I just said, thank you, <laughs> I'm doing that. I want what they're doing and their experiences <laughs> and their successes. <laughs> and next morning I got up at five. So yeah, it's, it's a morning success ritual and that there's a combination of things you know whether it's uh, meditation cardio yoga reading writing setting intentions you know my my, my day starts off uh, like that consistently regardless of what goes on or where i am in the world it, it just doesn't matter wonderful so that's actually my next question in is uh, what is your morning routine like definitely yeah my morning routine is uh, is down pat um it incar- it incorporates uh, a meditation first of all uh it's just a you know a short one like a, maybe a 15 minute medita- meditation and mm-hmm. um, and then I do cardio. And uh, again, cardio is very simple. I, I, I've incorporated something called Tabata, which is uh, based on Japanese research. And uh, so I do a five-minute warm-up and then four minutes Tabata. It's just intervals. It's 20 seconds of high-intense intervals and 10 seconds off. So, you know, just eight intervals and you're done. And uh, and then I go right onto my yoga mat and I do 20 minutes of yoga. And, uh, you know, so I get my body already revved up. So I've done, you know, cardio, my blood flowing, my heart rate up, uh, oxygenated, <laughs> everything, everything's going uh, mechanically. And then, uh, then I loosen my body and uh, and get calm with uh, with yoga. And then, um, and then I also incorporate. Uh, I have children, so you know. Then they, once they get off to school, uh, I incorporate a walk and I do a prayer kind of walk. Uh, so in a, huh. more or less a prayer circle. So, uh, so to speak, and um, and uh, and then also uh, I, I I write. So I have a journal, and uh, every day I write. And uh, oh, uh, pardon me, I sorry, I forgot something in between. <laughs> at breakfast time, I do a gratitude uh, journal at, uh, oh, okay. at breakfast. So I write twenty things I'm grateful for, uh, and I have specific things. I'll just kind of rhyme them off, and and uh, but uh, and people might like them. Uh, I have something called the five F's, which is faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances, and then uh, in that order. And then I also have peace, poise, passion, purpose, power, and those are the things that I write gratitudes on. And uh, and then, as I was saying, my journaling, I do write my intentions, 
uh, things that I want, um, you know, the, the, the direction I'm going in in my life. Uh, and then, you know, that's pretty much it. So uh, it's reading, writing, setting intentions uh, during that period. So all in all, about two hours worth of practice every day. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? Oh, that's a great question. Um, but uh, I'd have to say one of the ones that had the most profound effect on me so far is uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy's the, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It, it, it's a close tie with Napoleon Hill's work, but uh, I'd have to say just understanding the power of your subconscious mind is so, so important. And uh, and, and Dr. Joseph Murphy really put it into great context. Uh, and I studied that book, and I'll just tell you how I studied it. I'm in a mastermind group. We read the same chapter every day for 30 days so we go through a book studying it you know 30 times wow. a month one chapter and then the next i've been doing that since 2012 so uh it's a great great practice action tribe i know how much you love our book recommendations and i know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show and that's why audible.com is offering action tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service now audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android or kindle including bestsellers like the chakra system by anadia judith autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda and a new earth by eckhart tolle to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com forward slash msc once again that's audibletrial.com forward slash msc for your free audiobook so dan thank you so much for joining us today before you go, tell us one thing that you are super grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. Well, I'm absolutely grateful for, um, you know, for, for the lifestyle that I have and, uh, and for my family. I'm always uh, you know, grateful for uh, the experiences that we have and the lifestyle we live. And, um, uh, you know, it's not by accident, but, uh, you know, uh, daily I am grateful for those things and, and for, for all the, you know, goodness and pure positive energy coming towards us. It's, uh, you know, it makes a big difference when you feel good more of the time. <laughs> so definitely. And, uh, and in terms of uh, how folks can, uh, can find me, uh, I am, you know, I'm on the internet. Uh, if they want to go to my website and, and take a look around, they certainly can. Uh, my website is danlefave.com. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, there's a, there's a nice gift there. If you want to do danlefave.com forward slash productivity, you can, uh, you can watch a short five minute video where I talk about this morning success ritual, how you can do it. And I also give you a checklist so you, you can get started on it. And, and I would just say, get started where you, where you, where you can, you know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no real uh, definite way of doing things just get started once you get started you'll figure out your way and figure out what uh, what's important to you perfect we'll have this link up in the show notes so thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about the power of the mind and taking us one step closer to a human revolution absolutely thank you aj and and uh, just one last thing i would just say you know if you're here today and you're listening to this audio today it's, it's not by accident and frankly there's lots that you can apply here but just take one thing and put it into practice and uh, and watch your life grow and expand you are listening to my seven chakras Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.